0: Hi, and welcome to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower bonus episode, and I'm joined again by clinical psychologist, Saab Jahal. James. Kia ora, Sa- Look, I want to talk about uh, something um, very personal to me, validation, because it's, I-, I want to ask how important it actually is to us, because um, you know, some people seem to walk through life not requiring it, you know, you know nothing sticks, uh, they just walk their own path, mm-hmm. and every comedian I've ever met lives on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So let's think about validation as something like glue, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like relationship glue. Validation from somebody else external feels like it brings you closer to them somehow. But validation for yourself, like internally doing that It's actually like glue for the fragmented parts of your identity that helps them to stick together. So validating yourself helps you to accept and better understand yourself, which then leads to a stronger identity, better skills at managing your own emotions and less kind of external validation seeking from other people because you're kind of content with all the validation that you're giving yourself.
0: It's interesting because the, the most successful people who I know in the arts over, over different forms seem to be the, the less aggressive, you know, the, the, the less confrontational. The ones who are most confrontational I find are sort of uh, mid-level performers who perhaps don't have that sense of validation fully formed in themselves. And so is that where quite a bit of bullying comes from? when people don't fully have validation and so seek it from putting down others
1: yeah i mean that's one possible route is that they have very fractured and um, insecure senses of identity for themselves and so the, the way that they get security is by feeling like they have control over not only their environment but over other people and externally showing that and so you know there's the This is the kind of the the flip side, the the dark side of the people pleasing, Mm. uh, the self-editing, the perpetual chase for things outside of yourself. The bully may actually, you know, people displeasing, but they're appealing to their own in-group. They're appealing and Mm. showing their strength to the people who are kind of like their lackeys and the people who hang on to them. But in the meantime, you know their emotional needs may be neglected or suppressed. Actually, what they're craving out for is acceptance, really. But they're getting acceptance from a very limited group of people, and they're doing it by putting down others, which is not a healthy way to get validation in your life.
0: Is validation? When when do we become aware of it uh, in our in our psyche?
1: Uh, yeah. We can find ourselves as people pleasers, Mm. you know, say, for example, of really just trying to be on the, the right side of people or chasing people. You know, you've been involved in, you know, some kind of romantic chase, you know, and often the act of the chase feels better than actually with the relationship you end up with in the end. I'm sure many people have experienced that, too. It's this kind of perpetual sense of neediness or unworthiness this Mm. desperation to be chosen and like sorry i'm just thinking about what it is that you said about comedians earlier. yeah absolutely
0: Um, yeah so you're nailing us mate you're nailing
1: (laughs) but in order to feel like you have high value you need to act as if you have value so even Mm. if you don't feel like it yet you you have to think and act as if you do regardless, and eventually the feeling will follow because you're now starting to treat yourself with the respect of, well, actually I do matter, the things that I do. And it's regardless of what other people are thinking. And I think what you're picking up in that sort of like people who are kind of like further on in their careers is a sense of peace Mm. that they've arrived at because their sense of validation is less driven by what's going on externally and this kind of like competitiveness of of attention the attention that they crave is from their their own selves Mm. so being able to be focused upon their own creativity and productivity is what gives them their own sense of validation i
0: i I wonder i'm not i'm not a parent so i i can't speak necessarily to this but is this something that that starts off with uh, the relationship children have to the adults around them
1: yeah, we we crave our um, our parents' attention. Um, but one of the things that I think that changes then as we become parents is it, myself and perhaps other parents too might reflect back on this: is that your past becomes very present in your mm. parenting. You know, how many times have you opened your mouth? I would I would say, and you've uh, found yourself saying. Uh, you know something that your parent would say to your to your own child, I, and if that's happened to you, it's happened to me. You're not alone. Um, most parents have had that experience, so it really helps to see how deeply influenced by your own childhood experience, and how that shapes your approach to parenting today. You know, your parents were your first teachers, and so you know it really does matter. And if you're at a young age, you're seeking, as you're still developing your identity, the external validation of your first teacher, your parent, in order to reinforce what it is that they like about you, uh, uh, and in hearing that, you know, you're acceptable no matter what you do. You may have done something dumb in the moment, or you haven't listened to what your parents said, but, you know, the overall acceptance that, you know, you're still a good person, even though you might be in trouble in the moment, is something that. That's, that lasts with people and hopefully then can be repeated in their own parenting too.
0: Is that sometimes why, you know, it's, I'm, I'm in my 30s now and if my dad says something positive to me, it's like, you know, wow, I've, I've done something really well, which seems ridiculous because I'm also a grown adult in their 30s, but there's this one other adult in the world, you know, and uh, him or my mum, if they say something, Is that because, like you say, they're the earliest person, they're the first people who, you know, you, you learn to have that validation relationship with?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you've got a a really good attachment relationship with your parents, then those words matter, what they think of you matters. You know, you know what it's like, you know, sometimes it can show itself in really silly ways as well. You know, you go back to your parent's house or where it is that you used to live Mm. they'll say something to you it irritates you and then you find yourself suddenly catapulted into behaving like a moody 13 year old oh my god absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah. and you go back to your room and you sit there and you curse them out under your breath and you do the 13-year-old things that you used to do. You know, it's really, really powerful. It can transport you back to those pivotal moments in your adolescence or in your childhood, and suddenly you find yourself in behaving in that way. So really, one of the things that you can be thinking about when you find yourself doing that, if it's not you know, a positive experience for you, if you find yourself behaving in ways that are a little bit strange... It's really thinking about what are the ways that your parents had a positive impact upon you that you would like to repeat and recreate perhaps with your child or with yourself. You know, that's something that you can do to nurture yourself when your parents' voice Mm. is not available anymore, either because of COVID and you can't see them or because they have passed away. You know, what is it that was nurturing about that that you can recreate in those times of vulnerability when you really need that kind of, internal validation because that's what your parents voice is it's that internal voice that you have that tells you hopefully that you're a good person and acceptable and that you are loved, and it doesn't matter what you do that that doesn't change
0: can, can i ask uh, because you're a parent I know, I know your girls aren't adults yet there's still there's still some time left for you but it's, is it the same uh do you believe it's the same for parents as well? Because I, I think it's a it's a two-way street with that behavior. You know, when I go back to my dad's or to my mom's, uh, we will strike up a conversation. And it's often a, a friend um, who notices someone who hasn't been in that dynamic. Uh, but is, is it the same for a, a trap, kind of mental trap that parents can fall into as well when their adult children come back and they just slip into it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you know we repeat these patterns because they're what we know, right? And they become something that we uh, we they become triggers. You know, a certain behavior comes from your child, and the parent responds in a particular way because that's what they do. You know, in that situation, because parent, perhaps that's what they had in their
0: own experience too. That's why. That's why I was going to ask: is for parents, is, is there also you know we've been talking child-parent validation? Is there also parent-child? validation?
1: Yeah, I, I've had moments where I remember my dad turned around to me, I think I was a late teenager, I think it was an early adult. And he said that his dad was pretty much absent most of his life. Like he was a really good grandfather to me when he was alive. But my dad said that he was absent in his life. And he did not know how to be a father. And that I was a mystery to him half the time that I was growing up. And I remember being really moved and saddened by that, but then also grateful and figured out what a great job that he had done and the experiences that he'd given me. But I also recognised that, you know, my mum and dad had it tough in the UK. They were working three jobs between them um, to to give us what we needed to do. They were immigrants to the UK. And my four-year-old turned around to me the other day and, and said that she wished that she spent more time with me. And it's been a tough time, you know, everybody's been working really hard around, you know, the last two years or so. Um, But it did give me cause to just step back and say, what am I, what am I repeating here in my own experience of parenting? And is that necessarily a good thing? And then just the other day, she turned around and she said, Dad, I really, really, really love spending time with you after we managed to spend some time together. And I I changed my work patterns uh, a little bit recently so that I did. And that felt so incredibly validating, um, but much more than I expected it to. Uh, and, and I think that came as a real surprise in terms of how much I needed to hear that. And without becoming, you know I think that the danger is that some parents become so dependent upon the validation of their their children that they won't necessarily tackle tough conversations with them because they don't want to they don't want to risk losing the love of their children. It's mm. actually, boundaries are really, really important in parent child relationships. And that's the tricky balance of being able to be uh, available, uh, but Mm. also setting the boundaries that are so useful for children to have in terms of how to navigate the world and learning the rules around that.
0: My dad had a great trick for um, avoiding those awkward conversations. Uh, He got got one of his wives to do it. (laughs) So that's so it's either my mum or my stepmother would have those awkward conversations. <laughs> is, is, are there any, any, the final question is are there any hints or tips uh, for any parents who, who find themselves uh, maybe getting close to that line of seeking validation?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we can think about is was there anything about your your parents approach in in relating to you and raising you that you want to recreate with your child or you don't want to recreate with your child having reflected upon your own experience but then you know what are the sorts of things that had an influence upon you and a big impact upon you outside of your parenting that um or or, or how you were parented that may be influencing your parenting now so things like financial insecurity or parental mental health issues you know often they can show themselves up in a fear of you know being in a precarious position financially or perhaps a worry that somehow your parents mental health experience is going to show itself in you um, because now you have a child and this is perhaps when it became apparent in your life too so really being aware of how you may be um, expecting certain things to happen which aren't necessarily predetermined but something that you might want to keep an eye on and be aware of but not letting it to completely dominate how it is that you are with your children
0: clinical psychologist and a very good dad so your help, well, thanks for giving us a time.
1: when when they're adults ask them when they're adults.
0: <laughs> thanks